All right, we back at it, Homegrown Radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. West Coast. Look, we got a legend in the building right now. We talked about it on the podcast. The last one, appreciate y'all subscribing. Uh, the versus battle going down this week. All right, too short in E40, the battle of the Bay. The Bay is going to be on the main stage, and we love to see it. We got too short in the building right now. Actually, in his own compound, man. Too short. What up, bro? Nothing, man. Just uh, getting prepared, man. You know, mentally, physically, getting getting my mind right for this because it's uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's uh, they expected like a certain performance, and we we got to bring it. But in 2020, everybody's a little rusty on the uh, you know, on the performance side, man. I ain't been in shape as far as doing a bunch of shows and getting out there rocking crowds. So I gotta, I gotta get my mental right on what I naturally do. I just gotta, you know, what they call it, muscle memory. What's that? Yeah, muscle, muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah get that rapper memory. <laughs> now, now, is this something that was presented to either one of you first, and then uh, you know, you guys decide to come together with it, or was it something that was that you guys brought to the idea, like, yo, nah, we we gotta do it together and make this thing happen for you know the verses. I was thoroughly avoiding any kind of um, <laughs> of participation in verses. I'm like, not gonna happen, man. So, mm. um, big fan of the format. Watched it from Babyface all the way to Gucci and, and, and Jeezy. Yeah, only missed a couple, but I watched a bunch of them, and I just felt like it wasn't a thing for me. I felt like I didn't have the I didn't have that personality, that that desire to like brag or, or you know, show my track record and be like, look what I did, or, you know, or even compete with somebody else who did a lot. I just didn't feel I, I, there's no no motivation in that for me. But go ahead, when go I got the call, got the call from E40. Him and Swiss Beats conceived this thing, and me and Forty had already we had already um talked about it to each other because it was uh it was a lot of people that came to me and said, man, you know, 42 verses. I heard that from so many people, Mr. Fab, all kind of people. And I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Just for the reasons I just said. And then I got the call from Swiss and 40 with the whole the culture. Celebration. Uh, <laughs> your flowers. Dreams go up. Sarah gonna shoot you a bag. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be the base gonna be get a good look. People yeah. gonna learn stuff they never knew. You're gonna gain a whole bunch of new fans. I'm on the phone with Swiss and 40, and they not they not gonna let me out of this. So I'm like, all oh, this shit sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Make it happen. Pe peer pressure. Peer pressure. But it, it, these, are, these are smart business guys who <laughs> when they run it down, you listen and you know, I, I paid attention and it made a lot of business sense. I mean a lot. Up until now, what was your favorite verses since you said you watched them pretty much all of them? Um, well, I, my favorite uh, swag was Babyface. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite swag. My uh, The one that I really liked that I thought was just too damn friendly was uh, Erica and Jill. That was too friendly. <laughs> was like, oh, Ain't enough smoke. It wasn't enough smoke. <laughs> yeah, they was like cousins. They was, they was hitting each other, but it was just like, girl, I love you. <laughs> um, Jeezy and Gucci is definitely the most classic. Mm. I think uh, I'm going to go with um, the turning point of what Snoop and DMX did because they took it off of 
IG Live only, and they got the first Apple stream. I don't know if that was the first one, but they the, fr the first time I saw them stand side by side and start making it a performance. Yeah. Everybody else was just like playing records and in, in, in their own little quarantine section. If they they open the floodgates for what it's about to be, and when you see the way me and Forty gonna toy around with it, somebody else is gonna, you know, the creative juice is about to start flowing. That's all I gotta say. Are you yeah, picking I your? I was gonna say, are you picking your own track list? Because when when I watch the, uh, I, and I've said this publicly because I don't, I don't want no smoke with Mo, but I, I I like when I saw the the Luda and Nelly verses, I was like, bro, Nelly got to stop picking his own records, bro, because like what your favorite is, IG Live, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying the it records. Wasn't, he, that, was a, that was a quarantine different thing, man. It's the, I'm, I'm saying like, but his track list though, like I'm not talking about the performance. I'm saying- You DJing on him, man. <laughs> yeah, that's you, true. You putting, DJ, you putting the DJ mind on him. Hey, look at this. I think they wasn't taking it as serious. You know what I mean? And even the technical difficulties that happened in a couple of those is the reason why it's getting doper and doper because you're dealing with guys like Timberland and Swiss Beats who know technology and they know how to work out the kinks and they know how to go in the, in the um, boardrooms or Zoom rooms now and cut a deal to make this thing bigger. Don't 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 fucking uh, underestimate the fact that Swiss and Timlin just created something that's really getting them some nice bank money wired to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, checks in over. So uh, it's it's not what it was. But I, I think a lot you saying that. When you said you was putting together your your songs, though, you said you got hella songs. I mean, you got more than twenty records. So like. Out of putting your track list together, what's the process of putting that shit together? Because I I, I know for I, like when you do one, we do them quote unquote Bay Area sets. When I'm DJing, like it's like okay, how much time do I got? All right, I, you know I need 15 more minutes. Yeah. Um. So what I did was, I do have more than 20 songs, and I do have a um a special list of songs for this event. Uh, you got to keep them around 90 seconds. It gets into a gray area if it goes over 90 seconds. That's the, that's the perimeters. And I just, just because I don't know what's going to come at me, I just put together way more songs than I need for the, the competition. And uh, they said 20 songs, I got like about 25. Got like five extras that in case I'm like, what I'm thinking I'm going to play next, like, man, don't do that, do this one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I'm really, this is what I'm banging, I'm not even biting my tongue, it's not no secret, nothing. I'm going to say, when they start going, all right, let's bring it in, wind it up, last song, I'm like, fuck that, fuck <laughs> that, let's keep going. I've known 40 for 30 fucking years, let's keep going, bro, don't stop now. Like, I'm just going, you know, I'm even telling them, like, man, you're going to be on the spot. We're going to be live. And you can't stop me from doing it right now. I'm, telling you, man, <laughs> I'm like, keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this shit to where they, till they finally, like, when, you, when you're going over your time at the big show, they're going to have to cut me, bruh. Cut the That's power like, off. Look, I'm bringing that to Versus. I don't know who else could do that. I don't know. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm bringing that to Versus. Hey, can you just do me a favor, though? Stay out the way. We don't want no call at the last minute saying, oh, man, uh, 40 or, or, or short call, COVID. We're not going to do the battle, man. This is what we were waiting for the time. I took a test two weeks ago for another uh, production. Uh -huh. uh, cool, two weeks ago. I ain't been sick. I ain't really been around people because I, 
this is such a great opportunity that I actually declined quite a few normal things I would have did this week, like put wow. over here for that and, and tap into that and go to this little thing last night and shit. I shut all that shit down. I'm like, let me take this test. Let me not put myself in, in the way of, you know, causing this not to happen. So 40 super quarantining, man. Yeah. We're going to test again the day of, and, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to fall back, man. I'm loving that, man. How how is how is the quarantine affected the uh, two short man in 2020, man? We, we were talking about off offline as far as the hustle, man. For you, you know, being used to kind of going everywhere, flying here, flying there, man. 2020, how's that kind of sh- shut you down or or helped you build back up your hustle? Uh, stop doing all that traveling, which was a part, large part of my life, a lot of traveling, and found myself with a lot of free time. So I made a lot of new music because at the early part of the quarantine, I'm like. Let's just go in the studio and just make music. So we was in there every day making music all to, up until the summer. And then um, when I realized probably like late April that it was not going to be a normal summer and like this is, thing is going to keep getting extended, I was summer shut down because I'm an artist. Yeah. I, I work. Summer is like we get money all year round and summer is like you about to get more money than you ever get. Because <laughs> you know the, 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 the ticket gets bigger, the shows get bigger, the, everything gets more fun. It's like a whole different thing. Like, I'm sure DJs go through the same thing That's summer awesome. and more. So when I saw that that wasn't going to happen, I just jumped on that. I just started setting up all these Zoom meetings, jumping on these phone calls, uh, putting these new partnerships in play. And really, um, I, I, I literally organized my entire life. Like, every room that I had... In, in my world, I went in there and organized every pile of paperwork I organized. I cleaned, <laughs> cleaned up the photos in my phone, went through my email. I did everything. I organized my iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That I, I haven't never even get done to that. organize your iTunes like you dream of. What I haven't even be. done that, and I'm a DJ. What it um, could be though. <laughs> you could do it. But you said, so you've been in your own world, kind of like, and you have been having hella time, and you mentioned that you've been recording a lot of music. I know the rumor, I mean, well, y'all confirmed it. I saw that y'all confirmed the group, or not the group, it's just the OGs coming together. The partnership. partnership. Okay, the LLC, right? Y'all doing the partnership, and it's you, Cube, Snoop, and 40, right? Yes, it is. And you say you, and I I saw you say y'all got about 20 records. How many songs you say you got about? It's about 25 already recorded, but we only, we're just putting the album together, so... The album is a part of all the other business ventures we're gonna do. It's gonna be like, it's it's actually like a long list of possibles, and it's a, a already about five things, five plays in motion. And I mean, believe it or not, the music is going to be a big part of what we give out of this out of this venture. But it's not necessarily gonna be the money, the biggest money maker for us. Like right. we're getting into a lot of stuff and tr- trying to. Uh, you know, join our legacies together, really to um, just to add a little longevity to what we do. And and at the same time, try to, in in the trailblazing way, trying to show a younger artist potential, what you could do. I mean, it, these, that's a, a dope group of people. E-40, uh, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Short Dogg. That's just like, that's like, as a group, Damn, that's dope. But individually, damn, that's dope. You know, yeah. four times over. So, straight so legacy, I, man. I think, um, Snoop, Snoop is really into giving back, man. You know what I'm saying? We all have our uh, philanthropy side, and I think that uh, 
this is really going to be a, a large part of it's going to be about a new blueprint of mm-hmm. a, another way of how to do the music business. And it's you not know, just music, just, do, just to do uh, the business of a rapper. You know what I mean? Like, you know what make me the most rap- excited about this is because yeah. I feel like it's never been done from this perspective. There's never been a Bay in LA super group or I'm sorry, conglomerate, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. But then I also feel like we not, we're not looked at in the same way. I always, I always talk about how the West don't get the proper, our, our proper just do when it comes to our contributions to the hip hop game, right? Yeah. So when you, when you look at certain, what y'all are doing, this is monumental in that way because we're never looked at for those types of moments. You, you know, you, I mean, you have the NWA and, and shit like that. You got Dog Pound and you even got a, a West Side Connection. But we're not looked at the same way, like by the mute, by the hip hop community, in my opinion. So these guys, uh, Ice Cube, you know, E-40, Snoop Dogg, these guys are, you know, dudes who like deal with like, um, you know, big money deals. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we're not like in any aspect of this music game, we're not dumb. We've been through all, all of us have been through multiple situations, you know? Ice Cube and just music alone was NWA. He was Ice Cube, a solo artist. He was West Side Connect. You know what I'm saying? He probably put together tons of movie soundtracks. Everybody did so much. So, um, if you do a show, if I do a show with Ice Cube, E40, and Snoop Dogg, those radio shows, those old school, how the West was one, if we do a show and all of us on the bill, as many tickets as that place can hold will be sold. If it's outdoor and it's 50,000, they go buy 50,000. If it's in the stadium and it's 27,000, it's going to be 27,000 sold. So for us to sit there and go, we got four different booking agents. And he's going to call, get the short dog price, the Q price, the Snoop price, the 40 price, break us all off. Man, if we was one unit, you can't can't call and give me – the right. 25 racks. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay the we we bringing this, we packing this arena. We want the whole thing. So, and then you got a guy like Snoop who's got who owns a booking agency. You know what I'm saying? You got a, you got a uh my, my guy E40 who's who's getting real heavy in the liquor game. And Ice Cube is a certified move mo- movie maker, a filmmaker who has weight in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sitting there like I'm I'm doing the show for they calling me in. Hey, show we got you twenty seven thousand, twenty five thousand. I'm like, man, if I join forces with these dudes, this whole thing about us doing old school shows turns into, hey, book us as a, on a residency at a casino in Vegas for the next ten years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so many things. Yeah. You know, Q might wake up one day and go, hey, let's all do a movie. Right. That's a whole. It's bigger than a record. Right. You know what I'm saying? An album. So. That's what it is, man. And it's I not just for, hey, man, let's milk this thing and make so much money off of it. It's actually like, let's show, let's show some dudes, the, 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 the people in the industry, a little, a little different way, man. Right. Instead, of, um, instead of going to a record label and saying, uh, can you give me the money to make my record and promote my records? Let's make the record, shoot all the videos, and then go find a partner. You know what uh, I mean? Way of thinking, man. And you mentioned the blueprint, like the blueprint of being independent nowadays. Now you've you've seen both sides of it. You know what I'm saying? From early on, having to get it out the trunk, really like hitting the pavement with your shit, versus now the accessibility for a lot of artists to 
upload a song on SoundCloud or whatever the case may be, all the DSPs and really not have to book studio time or do it from the crib. Do you feel like nowadays is easier in the sense of you lose that hustle, like you, you, don't, you don't have that side of getting it out the trunk, but you do have the accessibility. Like what, what do you see the fine line between both of those worlds? I just see it as almost the same thing when you level the playing field and you realize how many people are in competition against you. Uh, what's the difference between standing in front of a Walmart uh, trying to peddle CDs for $5, you, you're getting them for about 50 cents a piece, you're trying to sell them for $5, make a little profit, get your name out there, or you like too short walking around Oakland selling cassette tapes to drug dealers or whatever, or giving your music away free somewhere. What's the difference between that and being online competing with a million yeah, other people? Yeah. Like it's, it's still, it's the same competition, no matter if I walked up to a, a 25 dudes on the corner selling dope and like, bro, y'all wanna buy one of these? Man, you gotta convince them 25 dudes. That's a hard sell. You know what I mean? So- No, that's true. That, is a comfortable way to do it from home, but it also is not easy. It's not easy to just go, I got these new tools from a minute ago. Y'all like me? Right. Man, you could be dope. <laughs> right. Like there's some dope gems on the on the internet you could find on SoundCloud and YouTube. But from a label's perspective or an investor's perspective, like why would I invest in something that ain't kicking up dust and popping and showing promise when it's if, why would I invest in that when there's so much shit out there that wow. is kicking up dust and getting a million hits and shit? I'm gonna go look at these motherfuckers that's making it work. So you gotta get from here the dream, the upstart to figure out how do you kick up some dust, man? How do you do it? That's the fucking challenge that's always been. How was Short doing now? Two whopping in Detroit, nigga trying to get Barry Gordon to sign him. Mm. Same shit. How would Short do it in 2020? You, you a new artist, you get popping, you got the computer, you got the MacBook, you got your own. How would you convince a label, not, not even a label, but how would you, how would you pick up Dustin? How would I build an audience, build a fan base? I would do the same thing I did. Like, I, I wasn't just too short walking around with a tape going, hey, my man, you wanna buy a tape? Nigga, I was a nigga in the lab when I didn't have a fucking studio, I was still going to find funky ass instrumentals and that shit that we rap over is like pounding in the car. The beasts are funky. Like I'm not going to get, oh, I found this instrumental, dun, 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 like some poker shit or something. There's an <laughs> instrumental. No, nigga, I was going to find, I'm in the record store and flipping over and seeing what niggas got a B-side. I don't got no equipment. All mm. I got is turntables, a microphone, and an effects machine. They put the mic through and a cassette, a cassette recorder to run it all down to. So I need to find some dope ass beats to put on this turntable. That's all I got. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know what I want to know short is um, cause I done been on, you know, we done been on the road plenty of times. Not gonna tell that story we was talking about earlier, but <laughs> don't tell that story. Yeah, they'll tell that story. But I always found it funny when we was on the road and we would do certain shows, certain shows with most of the shows are 21 and over, but then we have done shows that were that skewed a little younger, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you go in to do a show. Uh, like I want to know something. Like, where's the where's the most awkward place you ever performed? Shake that monkey. <laughs> uh, don't even. It ain't even just shake that monkey, man. I'm gonna tell you, they got me That's one year. They got me good because I like I you have, ever had to go to a middle school. <laughs> I have a preparation thing that I do, a very minimal thing that's very entertaining that I do for a younger crowd, like a a, a, a elementary middle school kind of crowd, and it ain't. It's not. 
it's not the short dog we know. It's just sing the right few songs, the right verses. And they, and they know it and they jam. But I agreed to participate in an afternoon event for uh, the BT experience. Cool, I do it. I did BT experience, called me a few times over the years. Like, I do a little something. This one, I walk in, it ain't a, it ain't a motherfucker in the crowd over like 13. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm backstage going, why didn't anybody tell me this shit? Like, <laughs> how long y'all want me to do? Do it like about 20, 30 minutes. How am I going to go? <laughs> and then, and it's like, I got to go on in like three minutes. I'm like, man, I'm not ready for this shit either. But you, know, <laughs> you didn't bring the clean versions. Man, I just, whatever I did at the moment, it's the, it's the, the entertainer in you. I pulled it out. I pulled it off. I, I made it happen. I, I somehow, you know, I got that filter where I could rap freaky tales and not say a dirty word. I don't know what I did that day, but I, you made it I, work. Did, I pulled it off. So that, that brings me back to the verses, man. You, you said something earlier about like when they originally gave you the call that you felt like, man, I, I don't have the pizzazz to do that. But I feel like that right there allows you to be able to be the great storyteller that you are. And for me, what I enjoy about verses is the stories in between the songs and what yeah. add up to certain tracks and, you know, collaborating with certain people. And I feel like you, you, uh, you and 40 are great to do that uh, with these songs that we grew up on, you know, from elementary, junior high, college to even now, like there, I, I would love to hear some of those stories in between that. So I think you well, That's can, what this is. We, we definitely want to bring it as an uh, informative type of thing, educational to, to, to a certain sense, educating the fans out there that, that didn't know the inside stories, educating the people that are just now tapping in for the first time going, well, let me see who this E40 and Too Short are, that mm -hmm. type of shit. So uh, I plan on definitely talking shit to Earl. <laughs> I plan on asking questions because I want to have that element of getting some information that I might not have known, the same thing you just said, mm -hmm. and I'm encouraging him to just, which we all, we do this on the phone every day, so I'm just like, bro, get the story out of me, because we talk about so much shit that mm -hmm. he, might, he might remind me of something I need to bring up or something or something like that, and you know, we're going to, we got a lot of mutual friends around the country, around the world, we want to shout out certain people, and, and we just want to, uh, it's going to be a celebration, but I'm telling you, I know 40, I know him, I know him, I know him, man. He gonna try to, he probably get me customized clothes, uh, <laughs> new, new jewelry, uh, new, word, new words, new phrases. Slanguage, yeah, that new slanguage. I don't know what his pull up game is gonna be when he pull up, I don't know, but you know. What's the word, like, word that you've learned from 40? Like a word that you didn't know before 40 said it? Uh, Today he been saying the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it, man. The panoramic. Fuck around this uh, pandemic, man. <laughs> all right, couple couple more things. I know you gotta go. Uh, so you put out. Uh, you you start fucking with. You was in Atlanta. Obviously, you was back and forth a lot. Um, and you start fucking with Lil John, and then that's how you, the East Side Boys and all that kind of shit. Did you think that that did how, like did because did my get a report card come? Directly from your relationship with Lil John. That's uh, forty. Any, so, any songs? No, that I know that's E forty. I know that's E forty's album, but I'm asking because of their relationship. Any song that you hear produced by Lil John, um, Lil John producing uh, any artist that was on Jive Records, that Usher, yeah, anything that went to Jive Records, E forty, Petey Pablo, 
anything Little John did with a Jive Records artist was because of the relationship me and him had. Wow. I brought him to Jive, trying to get him on there as an artist, and they didn't believe in him. They thought he was a local dude. They like, they're like, he's hot down in Atlanta and Tennessee and South Carolina, but he's never going to be big outside of the um, Southeast area, region. And I'm like, all right, he went to um, TVT and got his little deal yeah. and blew the fuck up. And then Jive, you know, with the foot in the mouth, Oops. was like watching because he's also producing all these records for me and they, they're paying him. They know who he is. He done been in the building. They know. And they went behind my back and started giving him a, a gang of work. He didn't work for me. But at the same time, I was trying to tell him, this motherfucker's dope. <laughs> and they, they play like, ah, oh, he's just regional, he's regional. And then went behind my back and started putting him on hella production. Wow. Yeah. See, I never heard that story. I always thought about that because Shake That Monkey came out before 40 started fucking with him, I believe, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And then even during the, the uh, snapping. That was my guy for a long time. Me and John have been making records since like, what, 96, 97? Wow. And, um, couldn't be a better player. We did, you know, be a beer. That was uh, Lil John's first single on his next way. He had that old song, uh, Who You With? Get Crunk, Who You With? That was that was an old chant song, Eastside Boys. His first thing into the new Lil John was uh, that up tempo song, I Like Them Girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that was a, a two sided single. The B side was me and Lil John on a song called You Just a Bitch. Oh, shit. So Little John called me one day and was like, he like, man, the B side is fucking up the A side. Like the A side was getting pushed by the label and it was on it was on TV, the video, the B side had no visual and it was murdering the streets. And it wasn't be a bitch. The hook was uh, you just a bitch, you punk ass bitch, you ain't nothing but a bitch. And that shit was knocking in the streets. <laughs> and but he's like, man, we gotta find a way to do a clean version. And he came up with Via Via, it's the same song, wow. but better. The, the remix was better. He got Ludacris on it. That's crazy, it bro. Came out That's... better, and nobody really knows about the original version. But me and Lil John was always together. We did multiple songs. I took Lil John. I did a tour with UGK, Cash Money. I forget who I was on that tour. We went out. We went. We went all around. We did rings. We went around for a minute, and I took Lil John with me. I think. Who else? I don't know who I was on the tour, but I took Little John with me as, okay, you know how when you go on the tour and you have an opening act, I want you to open for me. Yeah. Even if they be a party, I'll show you, like, you go out first and I'm going to come out. Right. I was like, nah, this nigga didn't have, even have albums out yet. He wasn't even really like Little John, Little John. I would, I would do my whole 45-minute show, and then the last 15 minutes, we would do, um, we would do um, Couldn't Be a Better Player was a really big song down south. We do couldn't be a better player. I think Be a Bit was out. We do what we, we do whatever with a couple songs together, and then I just leave and let this nigga close my show. And most of that tour was down south in the Midwest, awesome. which you know they killing it down south. That's I was, crazy. I, I want to say UGK and Cash Money was going on after me. I think me and UGK might have been fluctuating depending on what city we were in, but Cash Money was always headlining. I promise you, this was before. Cash Money uh, had the helicopter and get your roll on. They was jumping out with the Lambo spinning around. It was before that. Damn. Nigga, we was murdering them niggas on stage. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if Lil Wayne, baby, I don't care who say what. Little, when, I, when I was doing my show and then I let leave Lil John on the stage by himself, 
we was murdering them niggas. Like, murdering shit up. I really feel like, I honestly feel in my heart, the next time Cash Money went out on tour, I really feel like they had that mindset, this is never going to happen again. This again. is never, we never going <laughs> to let that thing. After that, they was wrong. You can't do that. Yo, Damn, yeah. Yeah. A year later, it wouldn't have been like that. When they landed the helicopter and all that shit, they was in the rack. They out of there. They went to the moon. <laughs> Yeah, I know you got. Hold on, hold on. I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Chuck. I just, I want to know one quick question about like, cause I, you know, nowadays, Sweetie got the song, the tap in. She, she sampled your record, right? Um, it, has there ever been a situation where you had to not clear a sample? Well, you know, you gotta have a certain stature to mm -hmm. get a too short sample cleared. And uh, if I was to go around and chase all the little bootleg versions mm -hmm. of Dolphin Beat and Freaky Tales and and blow the whistle and all these, man, I, that, that's all I would do every day, all day. So fortunately I have one of those catalogs where the Yo Gotti's and Cardi B's is tapping in, people are sampling two, sampling two short records and it's enough to occupy my interest and not really focus on a neighborhood song or something. And I, I actually, I don't really have any, I listen to some of my own little homies listen to that music and I'm like, nigga, you know that's my bass line. <laughs> that, that I played myself so fucking long ago and I'm like, I ain't finna hit this nigga up. Just I gonna do that. You know, but if, if you get a certain if I'm watching them streams, nigga, you gonna get a call. What Absolutely. what what made you clear this the Sweetie sample specifically? MC Hammer's brother. Louis Burrell, that's the homie, you know, we all people don't know how much family we are, but Louis called was like, you know that's fam, that's family because you know, her daddy always been close to MC Hammer and them. They, I don't know what the dynamics are, but I know it's like family. And she grew up around that. And wow. they called and said, hey, hey, you know, this is fam bam. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. Like, family, family. And wow. I'm like, okay, for sure. Then it was, no, it was nothing said. I actually, um, I had even sent her a verse. I was like, if you use it or don't, it don't matter, but here. Oh, so there's a too short verse on tap in. Hell yeah. Oh, I think it's too dirty shit. though. Oh shit! Okay. Have you ever been caught? Off? I, I, I sent it to y'all if you wanted. That's hell yeah. Nice. Send it to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm running that, that shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been caught off by anybody that reached out for a collab? Like, like or, or a collab or, or a sample? Like, cause I mean, you got damn near like oh, surprised. Like, yeah. two hundred guest features. I mean, you got a lot of shit going on. Or people that uh, try. Lady to Gaga put put that song together. Lady Gaga did a song with me, Ti, and Twister. Wow. That was that was I, she flew us to London on Virgin Atlantic, the fucking, where you get that little house in first class and they got a 24 hour <laughs> The little house? <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I, I've seen it on YouTube. Like <laughs> <laughs> jewels and drugs. We get there, yeah, yeah, we get there. We, we got uh -huh. big ass hotel suites. There's Lady Gaga fans everywhere. Lady Gaga is like too short. Uh, grab my arm, I grab her arm. And then 15,000 photographers jump out of nowhere. And like, I think I like you, Lady Gaga. She gave me some weed. London, Lady Gaga gave you some weed? Gave me some good-ass weed in London. Hey, so man. I was like, you know, that was a big surprise to me that Lady Gaga tapped in like that and then went to that extreme after to just be friends and kick it. I was like, no shit. Yeah. Cool. I know you said that you dropping the album right after the verses. Uh, go ahead and are we? Is that for sure? That's for sure. For sure. Twenty second solo album. My album will be out when I do verses. I'm, you know, we. I'm, I'm doing. I'm dealing with E40, bro. Yeah. Cool, man. We didn't package these albums 
we, you know, we, he's like, I'm putting the project out. I'm like, me too. A couple of days later, like, well, damn, wouldn't it be smart if we put them albums out together? Hell yeah. Damn, right. But wouldn't it be smart if we put that shit out the day of? You're damn right. Wouldn't it even be smart if we put it out the day before? You got damn right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I kept going every day. And then, like, we just said, fuck it, man, let's do it. Uh, we wanted it to be the same amount of songs mm. for uh, logical reasons as far as uh, how it pays out and all that shit. And when you buy it in a bundle or you buy it separate, it's easy math if we got the same amount of songs. So we, we came up with, the, we, it was going to be eight, then it was going to be 12. Then one day, like, a week ago, it was 11. It was like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hit the 11, but my 11th song, I'm, I got to work on it, and I don't feel like working right now, so let's just do 10. <laughs> bro, you'd be like E-40, put all them goddamn, so I'd be, I be calling Unk, like, bro, stop putting all them goddamn songs on the album, bro. Like, it take me three hours yeah. to listen to your album. Like, <laughs> he got a philosophy, though. He said, I do it like that, so I don't really need an A&R. I just put all the songs out in the fans, A&R for me. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it worked. It's been working. Last day, um, what's your favorite and least favorite E-40 song? My favorite E-40 song has always been and will always be. Just because of the beat and what they're saying, it's um, uh, chance, uh, Chances, Taking All Them Chances, Penitentiary Chances, Boom, Boom, Boom. Play that, play that one day and just let that beat. Play it in your favorite speakers and watch what that shit do. Just let it go. Uh, my least favorite E40 song. How do you have a least favorite E40 song? I don't have to go listen to it and be like, I don't like this song. I, I, they all have like a, a, a little element to them of uh, like education, crazy E40 flows, the lingo. You know, he, he has some way out beats that he rapped on some way out beats I would never <laughs> rap on. <laughs> what song do you hate? Per- what song do you hate performing the most? Uh, man, I used to try to do, um, it's two songs I never could do. I can't do cocktails, and the crowd likes cocktails, but I can't do it because the words sound too much like the words of Freaky Tales. Right. I end up saying Freaky Tales like, words by accident. Uh, <laughs> like, wait a minute, it's a I remix. Too similar. I can't. I can't do it. And then a song that I would love to just rap and kill him is that um, call her a bitch. What's up, bitch? You to cut up, bitch. Suck some, bitch. Fuck some, bitch. I can't memorize the words. There's too many. It's too similar, and I get I get lost somewhere in there. So, uh, if I could, I would. Is it is it true that you are the first rapper to actually retire in '96? Is it is that are we on record saying that? Because I, I remember you man, being. I, I don't remember retired. anybody. I don't remember anybody announcing a retirement. That's what I'm saying. I was saying you the first person I remember hearing a rapper announce their retirement back in. 96. I'm in the crew with everybody else of unsuccessful unsuccessful <laughs> retirement. Look, Stevie Wonder ain't retiring. Y'all shouldn't either. Can't retire from hip hop, man. It's too, it's Can't too, do it. too much man. love. Man, appreciate the time. Man, we, we appreciate you uh, chopping it up with us, man. We look forward to this versus battle, you and E40, the Battle of the Bay. It's going to be a great, great thing this Saturday. Can't, look, can't wait for it. Please stay out the way. Keep your ass in, you and 40, so we can get this damn battle, man. I uh, wish you uh, the best and the most you know successful thing out there, man. We appreciate you checking right, in, though. Bro. Me, hey, All send right. me that, sweetie. Uh, I'm, I'm saying right now. All right. Yes, sir. Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, we out.